0: Hey junkies, what's up? Thank you for being on another episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast with your host Shannon. And have you ever imagined making 93 grand in the next 30 days? If not, well, this amazing guest has made it happen. And today we're going to dive more into the strategies he implemented, how he did it, the mindset he, he had to make this happen. So grab your pen grab a notepad because it's gonna be sick let's go so how do, do i need to call like jeff the honest marketer because i know you claim you're not the honest marketer anymore so.
1: <laughs> no no that was that was a different story so what is going on guys i uh I'm, I'm jeff the honest marketer um super excited to have you guys here but i'll tell you a little quick give you a little quick intro of myself and i'm i'm pumped to be on on his podcast uh today because we have we have some fire that we're going to talk about but I always love to give context a little bit about myself. Uh, So when I drop advice and I tell some stories and stuff that, uh, that uh, I, I come with some weight so that way people know where I'm coming from. So I'm Jeff Dallas marketer. Um, I'm a 26 year old full-time entrepreneur that's done what most people want to do in the online digital marketing space. I fired my boss uh, almost two and a half years ago now or something like that. I live the laptop lifestyle Um, over the last two years. I've been on 200 different airplanes. I went to eight, I think, 8 different countries, 9 different countries, something like that. 15 different states in the last 6 months alone. So done a lot of traveling. Um, I've consulted and worked with uh, some of the best marketing companies in the world. I actually got a chance to work with Damon John and help him push out his book on Rise and Grind. It's kind of an influencer thing, um, which was super cool. I didn't really get to talk to him much. I worked with his team in full transparency. But uh, he did call me once. And, uh, he was going to say, Hey, what's up? And it went to voicemail. And so I was so pissed. He called me like, what was going on? Left me a voicemail. I'm like, no, <laughs> um, fun fact of the day. Uh, yeah, but I, I got to meet up with him uh, and actually got to talk to him for a couple of seconds at growth con, um, GrowthCon2, shoot a video of that. And which was really cool. Um, been to seminar to seminar, saw from sea to shining sea. I spent over a hundred thousand dollars in personal development from guru to guru. Um, and I, uh, I think I missed this. I own a full-service marketing agency where I help insurance agents, real estate agents, network marketing agents uh, get more attention, more leads, more traffic online. Most of the time, it's through personal branding and the art of free traffic. And so a lot of the things that I teach are really around how to get, how to get attention, how to convert the attention, and how to keep the attention back on you because my two major skill sets of where I came from are how to gen leads and how to close deals. That's really all I know how to do. I can't teach you the business side of things a lot of times and operations. And cause I suck ass at all of that. All I can do is marketing and sales. I don't know. I'm, I can do that stuff. And so that's me. Um, and I think that kind of cool, the topic that we're going to be talking about today for the podcast, which is super cool is, is content creation. Uh, we were having a conversation before this, yeah. Uh, which is really cool uh, before we started recording of all the gurus, including myself, actually, that are out there teaching. They're all telling you to publish, to publish, to publish. And um, tell, tell that story again. So I'm going to go close my window because it's real open real quick. But tell me what you said. Tell me why you started publishing cool. and why you chose to do a podcast.
0: Awesome. So basically my point was like I was, trying, I was literally doing courses after courses about like five, SMA course about that. Mm-hmm. Then I went into um, only Billy Jean's one. Then I went into finally One Fun Away. I'm like, shit, this is my thing. Like all the other all all the stuff is just like fluffy, the guys, same guys, like different guys for the same subject. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the thing, right? So I was like, you know what? Um, I need to start publishing. Because after hearing every single, like literally I can tell you every single thing that's in one of the courses, like different, but there's the same. I was like, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm I'm done chasing the quick scheme, I'm done chasing the 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 quick scheme method. Let me just go out there and and make my answer. Read. But the thing was that's holding me back and for you guys, my audience, is I'm afraid to to speak like English. Like don't or like, or even like just speak kind of valuable stuff because I was like, yo, I'm just starting out. Mm -hmm. Like, who the fuck is going to listen to a guy starting out, you know? Like, you know what? After just dabbling in my own head, you know what? Shannon, it's time to just go out there and make it... Because everybody started with with zero, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's the main reason for my podcast. That's why it's called Sales Funnel Junkies as well. Because Mm -hmm. after getting a lot of injections of this whole guru thing, it's just you versus you and you injecting your own value and putting that thing you put out in the world yeah, yourself. So that's so, my backstory with this podcast. And I know after hearing your whole curriculum, like your whole thing, <laughs> I know you didn't come from all that. So I know you're best, one of the best guys to talk about where you were before all this full-time entrepreneur. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah so dude we first off man a cool thing about all this is is that we all have that fear right um i've coached a lot of people now on starting podcasts and creating content and um i just got off the phone with somebody that that two years ago i told her that same thing she she was a maxims model maxims 500 model like on stage like completely like competed in maxim events like and uh, a couple of years ago i looked at her and i was like dude you need to start teaching you just need to get on camera and she's like i don't have anything to give i don't have any about and i'm like dude you were a f- model like what do you mean how many girls on the planet would kill to be on stage where you were like how'd you get on stage how did you connect with these people like what did you do and i just started going through it she's like but but and it's just like we all when we all get started we all kind of like a lot of the things that we have inside of us is value. They come second nature to us. Right. And I have that same feeling myself still do. I'm creating a course called grow the list. It's a membership where I'm going to be teaching people those three things that I talked about, like for a very cheap membership to push people off there. And even now I still have that, like, is this good enough? Is it, is it quality enough? Is it, am I teaching it in the right way? It, we, and I was telling that to her cause she just finished her course. Two years later, she finally finished her course, but we all have that feeling of, 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 Am I worth it? And who the heck is going to listen to me? Yeah, you know, yeah. because, because, but the thing about it, all of it is guys, is that like, there's people that are, that are a couple of steps behind us. You know, and we don't, I think for me, when I got started in this, we all have big dreams. We have big ambitions and big aspirations. We're looking up to people like Billie Jean and, and Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and, and all of these people. And we see where they're at now. And we're like, dude, I can't be that. I can't do that. And I can't, I'm not that guy. Like I don't have as much value. But, but most of the time, these people don't want to learn from them. They can't learn from them. I can't learn from Grant Cardone unless I have $2 million to pay him for a month or whatever his fee is for consulting, right? Uh, Russell Brunson charges $100,000 a day for consulting. And, and so we need people like that. We need to overcome that for ourselves because, you know, people need to be learning from people that are one step, two step ahead of us, but it sounds cool we all understand but maybe we don't understand that but how do we do that right so for me man i i remember when i first got started and i i can send you guys a video of this if you want so I've, i kept the page up so if any of you guys that are watching this podcast i want to see like the old jeff the honest marketer is super funny so there's a page on facebook called real entrepreneur network uh it's live you can go search at it and uh it's got like my first or second ever Facebook live on there. And that's how I started creating content uh, for Facebook live, but I didn't start there neither because I was, I'll take a a couple of steps back. Um, I was, I got started in entrepreneurship and started learning marketing uh, from the MLM space. I was living in a small community uh, in Northern California and um, the population was super small. Okay. Like a hundred thousand people and most of them are retirement and, it it, i don't know and i i was very like introverted i kind of i was extroverted in an introverted way like i i was i'm okay with talking to people but i can't i can't i can't break the ice right once the ice has been broken i can control the conversation i can talk i can sell anything but i had a very hard time making that first impression that's that's who i was and i was scared to do that i just i don't know i wasn't self-confident in myself i was very very self bashing very much, like very judgmental of myself, very hard. I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. My smile is not good enough. I I'm a a pe- whatever, just all of these negative ne- false beliefs. That's who I was for a long time. And uh, I was so scared to even get on the phone and call people. That's where I came from before Jeff, like, seriously, like I had to have my, my upline and my network marketing company. This is a true story. So I got started. I drew out my list. I wrote all the people, just like any business that you start, like network marketing or insurance, they tell you to call your warm list. And then call them and try to get an appointment to sell your products to. He literally got on Skype with me that day. Okay. Video call told me to grab my phone in the left hand. Okay. And then, uh, type in the phone number with my right hand, then put my thumb on the talk button. And he goes, take your right hand, stick it in your pants, grab a hold of anything that's down there, all of that stuff. And he's like, you got a good hold, bro. Do you have like a fistful of what's down there? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, is your thumb over the green button? And I'm like, yeah, he goes, if you have anything at all in your right hand right now, he's like, then click that damn talk button. And, and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like I, I was like, are you kidding me? And it was his way of like being, don't be a little fucking bitch, dude. Yeah. Just call like, and it's what I needed. Like it's, it's funny to me to look back at that moment. And, uh, dude, I, I was so, he literally, I would I, I just, I, I don't know. It was the shittiest phone call ever. I was so scared. I literally had to have somebody push me off the edge. Um, Eventually, I started reading books and I, I uh, went to a sales job and got good at breaking the ice a little bit. Um, I read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was like, dude, don't choose the job for the, the money you're going to make. Choose it for the skills and then choose you know, a sales job because you'll always need that skill. Um, a few years later, I ended up in a call center because I was still talking, afraid to talk on the phone. So I took 30 freaking phone calls every day to sell people over the phone so I could get over the fear of selling over the phone. Like, I literally chose that job just to it was the shittiest thing I've ever done because I can't sit in a cubicle in a desk like being chained to a phone sucked. Yeah. Like I, a wire holding you to a phone was the worst thing I ever did. Eight months of just calls after calls after calls, best choice ever made in my life. Um, but then yeah, a few years fast forward, I, uh, I started, I came to the same realization as you, man. I was like, dude, I'm teaching this stuff to people. My marketing agency kind of happened. Uh, I need to create content of my own. I was building brands that weren't on me. So I, I knew how to get attention. I knew how to get followers. I had created Instagram accounts at this point to 60 and 70,000 followers through motivational quotes and travel niches and all this other stuff, um, through other brands. So I knew the the process of doing it, but I was like, dude, if I really want to be successful in network marketing or, you know, whatever I need to get in and start creating content. But again, I felt that same feeling that I have phone calls. I can't talk to people. I can't do this. I, I'm not good enough. I, I. What if people judge me? What if my mom sees this and doesn't like my post? Or what if my friends judge me? And like, it, I, I don't think I was actually having that exact thought, but it was like, you know, in the back subliminal, like these people are going to hate me. Who are these people? I don't know. I have no friends anyway. It's like, but you know, fear of the unknown really. But fast forward again.
0: What changed? Like what, what was like, at what point did, did the shift happen? Like, oh shit. Like,
1: So I... I, what I did was, is I, instead of, <laughs> I was good at creating content and getting leads. And so I was, I, I stepped into the water, like slow as shit. I didn't just jump into the pool and just become a Facebook live. What I did was I started under a pen name. Uh, it wasn't like completely pen name. So I went to medium.com and started blogging. And, and let me put it this way. I was so, I'm so bad at writing. Like I hate writing. It is the worst thing on the planet. Like still to this day, my blog, the last time I posted a blog on jefftrimble.com was fucking two years ago. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm hating myself for it because I'm like, dude, I need to do this. So my new process is to get my videos transcribed. So I don't have to damn type. That's how bad I still to this day, hate typing and writing. I just, I, I can't do it, yeah. but I chose to do it even though I hate it so much because I was too scared to get on an audio or a podcast or a video under a pen name on medium.com. So none of my friends on Facebook would see it. So none of my Facebook on LinkedIn would see it. None of my friends on Twitter or or anywhere I went under, I created a whole, it's called a publication on medium, which is like, it was like team Trimble or something. I don't remember. Uh, Oh, L F eight, maybe. So it was like under a name that wasn't my name, but it was under a name. Like my name would be attached to it as author, but it wasn't obvious. And so I typed, and I would post it on medium somewhere along the lines. Somebody ended up seeing my post, call or commented on it, messaged me about it and said, dude, that post was amazing. Like, Oh my gosh. Like that was some high quality stuff. Like, dude, I want to know more. Then I started like typing more. I started talking about cryptocurrency because I started making money on crypto. I started teaching about crypto. And then uh, on accident, I, I closed a client for $10,000. Okay. Website, uh, a bunch of other stuff for my marketing agency, which i had started at that point. Okay. Um, and I was like, fuck, this shit's working. Like I'm, I just did a blog post on crypto and I just made $10,000 off this post off of a couple, it was like two different clients, website deals and a couple of like email marketing deals or something, 10 grand. And I was like, dude, okay, people, I'm getting positive feedback. People are buying from me. It's time to to take the next step. I can do this. So I'm like, all right. And then I start a podcast because I was too scared to be on video. I'm like, nope, I can't do this. And my podcast was Anchor.fm, right? And I go on Anchor.fm and I go upload on Anchor.fm. Again, so nobody can see it. So nobody's going to follow it. So none of my friends see the content, nothing. And I walk around uh, my base or So I had like a garage at the house I was staying at at the time. And I put in my headphones and I would literally just talk to myself, for myself, testing my message for the first time ever on audio, on Anchor.fm. F- uh, the, the podcast still might be out there. It was called The Journey of Entrepreneurship. I don't publish on
0: it anymore. Um, but... I did it. I was, I was, I was like, I'm doing 75 hard, right? So before that, like, I think in March after GrowthCon, I was, you know, you know what? After, after my gym workouts, I will start doing podcasts. So I thought I to anchor, did my thing like for six minutes or so, like just my walk from gym to, to my apartment. Mm-hmm. I never published that. Like, <laughs> I been mean, like I still got it like, on my phone, but I been mean, talking to myself, but never like, I'm um, I was so literally so afraid. I was like, what? Yeah. So, so yeah, keep going, brothers.
1: So, for me, man, I did it all that way. There's three reasons we create content, right? We create it to get new attention, new people to watch our stuff, right? We want new people, new leads, new clients, or whatever. The second reason, which most people miss out on and don't ever realize is to follow up with the old attention, the old leads, the old followers, right? To keep our current followers watching our stuff. And the third reason, which is what, and I almost has my middle finger. Uh, the third reason, the third reason, the most important thing is we do it for ourselves. We do it for ourselves to test our message, to get confident in ourselves, to, to test what we're trying to say, to feel good about what we're saying, to make belief in ourselves. Um, because nobody, nobody, if we don't believe in ourselves. We don't do the content for ourselves, Then nobody's going to watch the content anyway. And that's what I really started to realize and why I started to be okay with publishing it. Because I was like, dude, nobody's going to watch it if it sucks. The Facebook algorithms and YouTube algorithms or what, the Anchor algorithms and Instagram or wherever the hell the public, uh Apple Play and Google Play, they're not going to publish and promote my my podcast if it sucks ass. Like Nobody's going to listen to it anyway. So I'm like, all right, I might as well just post it because... Gary Vaynerchuk said this. He's like, dude, that's what, this is what actually, what made me really go and do the podcast. Gary Vaynerchuk, a few years ago, he created a video that's like, dude, don't create document. Don't create document document the journey. He's like, dude, do you have any idea how much money uh, people would pay to go back through and see like a video of where fucking Steve jobs was trying to create the iPhone in his office or, you know, Michael Jordan in high school, you know, seeing him actually in that fucking moment of what it would be. No, nobody sees that. Nobody sees the old shit. And so like the struggles of going through it, he's like, dude, make yourself a collection. He goes, go through and do that. Who gives a shit? He's like, it'll be cool. in a hundred years from now, when you're fucking famous to go up and be like, you want to see this? Look at how fucking stupid I was. I don't want to hear your bullshit of you can't do it. And that's, I always had that vision in my head. I was like, dude, I need to do this. It's not for me. It's it's for the story. I can tell it's I, I always, see, that. that's a, that's the big thing that I always had. So I, used, I, I had a lot of struggles in my life and I don't want to go through it all, but I was living on a couch at one point and I remember laying on this fucking couch that this is going to make for an awesome story one day. I'm going to be on stage and I'm going to be telling somebody and motivating and inspiring them to be successful. And I'm going to be able to talk about how I was laying on a fucking couch with cats jumping on my face and cigarette smoke and vape uh, juice and all up in this hotel, waking me up at three o'clock in the fucking morning. And the only thing that I had to do in my life to do escape was go to the gym. Right, and I was—I I had that same thought with the podcast. Well, this is me actually proving it. I don't have a photo of the fucking couch. I can't prove that I lived on the couch. I have no videos of me sitting there, but I can have proof of me sounding like a fucking idiot on a Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, dude, I don't know. I think the big change for me, man, was slowly understanding and getting over the fact of I don't give a shit what other people feel about me. And I didn't realize that it was, that's kind of the original, that was the realization of why Jeff The Honest Marketer came around. Um, is, is that because it, it was a, a two year growing process of understanding of letting go and trying to get over the fact of other people judging me. Cause that's what most of us, that's what it is, right? We don't care. Um, you know, we're, we just don't want other people to think less of us. We don't want other people to have a negative connotation of us, or we don't want, we don't want to hurt our status, right? We don't, want to, we don't want people to look down upon us. And so we don't create the content. Most of the time, it's for status. We, have, we see ourselves and we know ourselves as such high worth. And if we put out shitty content, then people are going to think our worth is less, and which is not true. It's not true. But it's, it's that feeling that we have on ourselves. And so eventually, what, it, what came to me is I, my self-worth wasn't attached to how other people saw me. Uh, so I didn't give a fuck anymore. I, I, stopped, it was a, I went to a Jason Capital event, which also really self-love and they did this little exercise of, of self-love and appreciation and just being okay with yourself. And that's where Jeff, the honest marketer came from and really where I, I started to really understand that. I, I was a growing thing. It wasn't like an instantaneous thing, but one day I put a name to it. I, I'm going to be honest with myself so I can be honest with you. I'm not perfect. I'm not great. And let's be honest, dude. There's a million other people that know more than me. It's always going to be that way. I'm never going to be the fucking boss. but I'm okay with that. I'm growing. I'm 20 fucking six. What do you expect from me, dude? <laughs> you know, Cause go look at your 26 year old kid and talk shit. Yeah. You want to play games? <laughs> like, you know, who were you when you were 26? You want to talk shit? You know?
0: I love so, that. I love that. So basically, um, after, after you getting, okay, you get over yourself, of you know, Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do me, be honest with myself, be honest with the best version I can be at that moment. How like how did things change for you in your business and in terms of your agency oh marketing or like yes?
1: Dude, I'll tell you what, dude, that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Two reasons. And this is the exact reason on I this is exactly what I'm trying to teach to everybody. Um and I I knew it was going to be this way beforehand. Okay. So I took a training course by Jordan Belfort, um, years ago, it's called uh, the straight line sales psychology. And he teaches something called the three tens of selling, selling yourself, selling your services and sell your company. And, uh, I knew this. And that's why I created my original course called the S Y S system. And this was right when I just got started selling, but, um, or just got started creating content. But what happened, okay. Is, is that people, as my content got better, not originally, not at first, but as my content started to pick up and I got confident in my message, I got confident in what I was saying. I got confident with myself. Then what happened was is people started to see me like this. Yeah. Like they started to reach out to me. They started to call me, wanted advice. Like I, I there isn't a single day that goes by anymore, man. True, true story that someone doesn't reach out to me, messages me like, holy shit, dude, I, I have a question. Or holy shit. I
0: believe it, that.
1: I mean, I, they're not, not a single at 365 fucking days a year. I get somebody messaging me. I mean, on average, right? Cause there's some days I get 10 people and there's some days I probably get zero, but dude, on average, I get probably 400 people a year to reach out to me. Seriously. No doubt in my mind, 400 people a year that reach out to me just because, and I don't, I have 400 subscribers on YouTube at this point. I don't, I don't publish on Instagram anymore because I did. I got burned of Instagram because I did it for two years. And so I haven't excuses bullshit excuses. Mostly I have 6,000 followers on Instagram, but I don't use it. 7,000 active followers. Okay. Then my Facebook page, most, all my traffic usually comes off of my shitty, shitty, but my, my, my very low reach personal profile. Because the only people that see it on your personal profile are your friends. And I've got, I don't know, a thousand friends on Facebook. Most of them are losers from my high school. And so, so out of that low range and, and the traffic I get from my 300 subscribers from YouTube, I get 500 people, 400 people a year reaching out to me.
0: Yeah. that's. I mean, let's, let's dive deeper into that because I know you're, you're like, kind of the guru of like organic traffic or like free traffic. I don't know which one you want to call it, but like not. So, so like, what do you think most people like fuck up when they start trying to build a
1: Dude, I love this one. Okay. There's two, there's two things. This is a fucking amazing question. Yes. Yes. Okay. There's two things that people mess up on Uh, the end. First off is they're, they're trying to speak to everybody. When you're speaking to everybody, you're not, you're speaking to nobody. The end. And that's where I messed up too where you're trying to create content for everybody because you think you need everybody and you think that you want to help everybody. And you have this picture of being a million fucker followers, right? You don't, you don't, you're not, you need to create content for a very specific person. You need to have an ideal client in your mind. You need to be talking to one person, the end and your brand needs to be relative to that. And most of the time it's the younger version of ourselves. And so if we don't know exactly who we want to speak to, or if we don't know what kind of content we want to create, look at yourself three years ago and create content for yourself three years ago. That's the one of the biggest advices that I can give to people. What are the problems you had? Just talk about that shit. Just how did you get over it? What did you do and start there okay not not that, not that's not a stone cold thing, but that's what I would recommend for some people that want to create a personal brand that don't have a business or don't know whatever yet right The second thing and this one this the big problem when you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody, and that's that one that one's one of the biggest things that I, I really hate because it happens at events. I just got back from a, an MLM event where it was like my, my CBD hemp company that I'm with. Uh, and that was the biggest thing with the speakers on stage. They were speaking to everybody. MLM. And so like some of the speakers that were there, it was just fucking garbage. And they, it's because they're not coaches. They don't know how to do that. And I, it's okay. It's it, but it, I see that now because I've been doing it for so long. Most of the people in the room enjoyed it. I got angry because I saw their mess up and I'm like, dude, I can teach you how to do that shit better. Yeah. Second thing. Okay? Second thing, and this one is the number one, I said the number one, both of them are fucking important. Okay. Saying the things that you think other people want to hear. And I, I, it's, you're creating content with, okay, you have your ideal client, right? You know, kind of who you want to talk to. So you say dumb shit in a way that you think that's what the other people want to hear. It's, it's, it comes off inauthentic. It comes off. Okay, a better way example of this. Okay, what, how this happens and comes around most of the time. You don't say it, and I say that, and those people are like, oh, I don't say things that I think other people want to hear. Well, they don't. I don't think most people intentionally do that. What I think that they, what happens to them is they've been watching Grant Cardone or they've been watching Elon Musk or fucking Gary Vaynerchuk or any of those people, and they look at all of them, and they look at one of their status posts, and their status post says, holy shit, it has 5,000 likes on it. I'm going to post that same status post. yeah. I'm going to post similar things. And that's not genuine, right? That status post got a million likes for Grant Cardone because it's went to Grant Cardone. You just tried to post Grant Cardone and, and take Grant Cardone, right? Instead of being you posting what you feel and what you know, and you're genuine, what, what there's a good book on this. Okay. When you, when you're starting to create a personal tribe, this is more advanced, but there's, there's two books that the true believer by Eric Hoffer. Okay. This is an in-depth book. It's, it's very deep and dark. It's, it's about how to create a mass movement of people and what Eric Hoffer did. And it's like written in the fifties. So a long time ago, like I got a used copy of the book and it's dated 1971. So like, yeah, so this book was, it was written a while ago. This book was at least published in 1971. So, um, This book was written a long time ago, old language, hard to read, but they, what the, the author did is he went through and looked at all the Soviet stuff, all the, the, um, the Nazis and all that kind of stuff and tried to figure out what caused people to move together, what caused people to attract to that movement on the very negative side of things. What did they say? And then, um there's another book by uh russell brunson expert secrets it talks about the same thing more on a positive side funny enough expert secrets by russell brunson quotes this book which i didn't know this really? but i reread it quotes this book like six or seven times throughout the book the true believer i read this book before i read x ex- or er, i read expert secrets then i read this book and then i read expert secrets again i was like holy shit i didn't even realize that that i'm reading so but that's like that russell brunson is quoting this book is insane to me Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> read it. Incredible book, very hard read, but very good book. And anyways, moral of all of it is, is that you need to find out what you stand for, but most importantly, you need to find out what you stand against, right? So if you don't know what, what your brand is about, right? What happens when I'm saying you're creating content based on what you think other people want to hear, it's because you don't know what you are yet. You haven't done this self-fulfilling journey of Jeff, the honest marketer, right? What do you stand for? What do you stand against? So for me, I stand against fake news. I stand against fake bullshit, misinformation, holding back information. I stand against all of that because that pisses me off. I think the school system failed us. I think it did not teach us what we need to know to be successful. And it it literally was a brainwashing tool to shove us into a fucking bullshit slavery job that, to control us. That's how I feel. And that's that's what my brand has really been around is I do what I want. I'm about travel, I'm about having the freedoms in my life, and I'm about giving back those freedoms because that's the information I've gotten, and I'm about, right? Don't hold information back, don't, don't. I've had a lot of people give me information, so I need to do the same to the other people. That's my brand, right? But you need to figure out what you stand for and what you stand against. And the big thing that Eric Hoffer talks about is finding out what you stand against. What are you tearing down to rebuild? And if I could redo the whole world, and if I like 20 years from now become president of the United States, the one thing that I would want to do is just change the school system. That that is literally what I would want to tear down and rebuild. I don't know how I'd do that yet. Yeah. But I, that's I, I think it's a miss. I really think it's it doesn't teach kids what they did need go,
0: to know. Did, did you go to college or like?
1: I I'm a, I'm a college dropout. Um, I did go to college, but I went to a, a community college. I'm, I'm a few semesters short of an associate's degree, but I was going for an IT tech stuff. And I was always a computer guy, always very techie, and uh, I knew more than the college professors did. At one point, like my, one of my college professors, literally had me in front of the room teaching the class the shit because she didn't want to do it. And I was like, "Dude, I'm not, I'm not the fucking teacher, dude." Like I'm, I'm paying to be in this class. Like, why am I teaching this class? Like, why do I know more than you on this subject? This is, are you joking me? Uh, I'm paying, you know, thousands of dollars to sit in this classroom right now. Fortunately for me, it was a community college. So that's also why the teacher is probably shitty, but, um, it was, it was just a waste of time. And I just started to realize, dude, that, you know, in the internet space, in the marketing space and online stuff, dude, colleges don't have that information. How could they, you know, the internet's changing so fast.
0: Like, before we go into that, into deeper into marketing, like how did you literally transition from, okay, being, um, a logo designer, like low, low creator to building funnels and having a whole mm-hmm. service marketing agency?
1: So it actually went the other way. Okay. So my, my service marketing, my service marketing agency came first. So I'll talk about that. So my, I never intended to start a marketing company. That wasn't, that was an accident. Okay. Um, what happened for me was I was in an MLM company, okay, and I was growing Instagram accounts. I got to multiple Instagram accounts to up over 10,000 followers. And I generated, like I said a second ago, 60 or 70,000 followers between all of my accounts combined. Um, eventually, what happened was is I started doing content and creating content on LinkedIn. And uh, my dad had been talking about me at the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and one of these guys was also on LinkedIn. I was connected with him on LinkedIn and my dad talked to him already about the cool things that I did. And I had been posting and he saw my post on LinkedIn and he reached out to me and he was like, dude, your dad's been telling me about the, all the things you did. Basically, like I've been seeing you everywhere too. Like I started following you and he's like, dude, will you do the same thing for me? And I'm like, what? I got, Huh? I uh, no! what and he's like come down to my office and we can talk and so he drives me down at this time I'm like inwardly shy still trying to build a network marketing company he didn't know how to sell anything and he's like I want I and, and he walks me through because so he 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 owned a full print and press machine like a like he he printed out like newspapers and shit and so I walk in there hey this is the coolest moment of my life because I was like this is this is awesome okay and so he takes me out i drive out into the middle of nowhere in this small town in california which i didn't even know that this was a part of california still like it was like in the desert and i'm like am i gonna fucking die like uh it was still part of like the town redding and then it's like this warehouse okay and i'm driving around and i see all these warehouses and all of them are barbed wired at the top and i'm like i couldn't find it like i was driving through inside the barbed wire was his warehouse and there's a bunch of bar. You know, like the barbed wire connects the warehouses and then some of the warehouses like have storefronts basically. So barbed wire in between the warehouses, I had to drive through the barbed wire. So I'm like, I'm driving into a, a fucking death camp here or something. I don't know. And I had to drive all the way back this super dirty, dusty road in my car. That's a piece of shit breaking down. And I'm like, did my car breaks down here. I'm screwed. Hey, okay? into this, everything is off white, ugly, like can't even tell what it is. And then I see his little logo on the building and I walk in, I knock on the door, I open up and all you see is like this one little desk that looks like nothing. It's just beat up wood and nobody in there. And I'm like, and then you see a little hole in the back and you hear all of this chopping and I'm like, I'm about to die. I'm like, this is, this is, this is a human processing facility. Like, uh Oh, like, what am I doing? What did I walk myself into? My dad knows him. So maybe he's not a murderer. Maybe he's not a serial killer. But I'm just like, uh-oh, I got, I'm scared. And then uh, he's like, come back. And I'm like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. And he takes me back there and then he starts talking with me about all of this stuff. And you just see these giant machines. It was like the size of like three football fields oh, of just true. conveyor belts and giant metal machines just printing out paper, like just shooting it and printing in it and cutting it and just all of it. And I was like, I've never seen machinery or manufacturing like that ever in my life. And he goes, hey, dude, Uh, he's like, this is my operations. This is what we do. We print the newspapers for the local newspaper company. He's like, I also print brochures and all this kind of stuff. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And he goes, I'm doing a wedding bridal showcase here at the fairgrounds. And I I want you to promote it. He's like, I, uh, I'm having all this stuff. Can you do, you know, Instagram ads and and stuff for me? And I'm like, okay, sure. Since you didn't kill me, I'll do anything for you right (laughs) now. (laughs) You know, and, uh, marketing agency, marketing agency was born um he paid me i don't know i didn't know how to even charge then i think i made like 300 bucks off the guy he gave me a thousand bucks i spent like 700 on ads massively successful we did a bunch of cool things because i already knew how to do it built his instagram account up a little bit um the expo ended um and so it wasn't like a forever client because the expo was only a temporary thing but that kind of gave me the the taste and uh so the marketing agency was born there and uh I'd been studying the whole time how to do the marketing stuff online so I knew basically how to do everything SEO web design Instagram growth because I was too broke to do it for myself and I needed leads for my marketing company the the MLM at the time and so I just started bringing on little clients here and there uh, grabbed another Instagram client later on that was like an eyeglasses company grilled grew their Instagram account while I was still doing it for myself selling phone cases online just anything anything I could do um, to just learn. Cause I was just a, a consumer. Um, eventually I started partnering, uh, with people in India, true story for websites. Um, cause I was like, dude, I'm done building websites myself. I'm not skilled enough to do it. There's too much tech stuff and I, I don't have time. I'm a sales guy. I want to sell it. And I wanted to eventually just start to outsource it. Um, I don't know. I, I adopted the do what you do best and pay others to do the rest mindset. I don't know where I got it from. But somewhere along the lines in the personal development, they're like, dude, you need employees, bro. Stop doing this shit yourself. And so I did. Uh, Took me six or seven different web developers. And what I did was, is I hired Indian web developers after interviewing them over and over and over again to do my own personal website. And each time I'd hire them, they'd charge me a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. And so it cost me six grand to get my personal website done. More than if I had paid somebody from another marketing company to do it right. Yeah. But I was I was trying to get somebody to see if, that I could outsource their work to because I knew I could sell websites for twenty five hundred dollars, so I can outsource them to India and uh, sell them for thousand bucks or twenty five hundred bucks and keep fourteen hundred.
0: Yeah.
1: After fourteen hundred after the processing fee, so that became that was my idea. But it took me six grand to get there. Uh, so that's where my marketing agency started. Was doing that really when it really became a real thing. Um, started selling websites, outsourcing them, outsourcing them. Then I found other Facebook ads guys. And eventually I became the Walmart of a marketing agency on accident just because all everybody wanted everything. And I was like, sure. I know how to do it all. Um, eventually got my marketing agency to like, what did I get to twenty twenty eight thousand, twenty eight thousand 28,000, in a month, almost 30,000 in a single month. Um, and then hated it, dude. I just hated my life. Yeah. Just yeah. Did I, I will, because dude the problem was I was doing everything for everybody, yeah. I wasn't, and what happened well I want to talk about the logo thing here um, what i what, how I became the logo guy was because dude, I was obsessed about it for myself. It took me I don't know two years to get a logo that I actually liked, and again, the same thing, yeah. and then I found a guy that could do it super cheap, and uh, i I wanted publicity, so i was I had already gotten to the point where I hated the marketing agency a little bit before that i I felt the feeling. And so I was starting to get to a point where uh, before the 28,000 um, bucks, I was starting to get to a point where I like, I want to start growing a personal brand and all that kind of stuff. That's why the logo kind of came along. Um, and so I was kind of in this transition in Grant Cardone's first ambassador group a couple of years ago, where I was like, dude, I'm going to start shutting down my marketing agency. This was before Grant, before this was two years ago now. Um, this was, uh, and so I, I had the $28,000 month right around there uh, the ambassador program. Um, and so I started giving away logos and, uh, I did the logos for two reasons. One email subscribers and new followers. So I could launch my own personal brand. Uh, and then two so I could sell websites because I started firing off all the other clients for the retainers and Facebook ads and SEO and stuff that I was doing for them because I just didn't want to do it. Um, and I thought I had a process. This is another story that I don't talk a lot about, but I thought I had the process done and figured out for websites Uh, I had an operations manager. I had all that stuff, which worked good because I was doing two or three websites a month, which was good, which making good money from that. I sold 15 websites by giving, uh, logos away for free. 15 websites. I went, Holy shit. Um, I'm a sales guy, 10 Xer, right? So sold all of them. Um, my operations manager quit on me. My web developer that I was working with at the time quit on me because I gave him too much work. I just did, I don't know, 15 times 20, just do almost three grand. So most of my charges were pretty close to three grand. So 15 times three grand, $40,000 in website sales or whatever that is. Um, and my team's quitting on me. And I, I was like, holy fuck. Um, but the cool thing about it was, is they were all understanding of me. Like I didn't scam them. I gave some of them, uh, you know, some of them, the delay was insane. So I, it took me like four or five months for some of those websites to go through to full transparency because I oversold I just massively fucking oversold. And it wasn't that I oversold. It was that my team quit on me okay. after I sold that many. Right. And so I had, I had two different web developers that I had at the time. So I had one web developer left that was continuing doing the processes, which was super amazing. But my second web developer just fuck you quit. And uh, then I became super good friends with the new web developer and uh, he just saved my ass, it took us a long time. And now that's all I use. And I refused to do that ever again, Learned that process, figured out that problem. But then that, that really realized to me of that I went through this whole journey, you know. I know how to sell websites right and left. I can sell them all day long. Any, I could go out there, you know, in a couple of days and have website sales. Like it's not a hard thing for me, and I could go make money that way. And I could go out there and I have an SEO client that you know has been paying me twenty eight hundred bucks a month every single month for over a year now, you know. And so like that's cool. I can go out there and do that. But it really, really, really remembered because again, the marketing agency was an accident for me this kind of happened. And I went on a tangent for two years of growing this agency. And what I really wanted to do was to create a personal brand, to get attention on me, to generate leads for me and build me um, so I could help other people because I wanted to give back. And that's where Jeff the Honest Marketer really officially was born. Um, because again, I've been teaching this stuff to my clients. I've been doing it for my clients, but I hadn't actually done it for myself. Okay. Um, and I had that same, same epiphany. And that's where all of that content creation and all that kind of stuff Uh, it was kind of a mix in the middle, right? And you asked also too, how did the content creation increase the business? The content creation, that's part of the reason that I closed so many deals, those website deals, right? I've sold 15 websites because of the logos, but what really actually closed them to me was the content that I was creating. I was doing Facebook lives and YouTube videos and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, I trust this guy. You know, and it massively increased the credibility. I didn't have any, I literally didn't have anybody negotiate on price. I didn't have anybody ask me for a discount. I didn't have any, I had a couple of people say they wanted to think about it. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I
1: lost some deals. I didn't close every one, but dude, 90% of the people that I closed, I, I think I probably had an 80, 85% close rate. That's I right. gave them free, free logos, but 80, 85% of the people that were interested in the website purchased and they purchased at full price, at full price.
0: And listen, 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 listen. Man, I'm sitting, getting goosebumps. Like, this story is, like, so incredible because most of the times you get people to tell their story, they're just, like, kind of fluffing around. I did this, I did that. to broke. Two, 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 two years, I got, like, this great epiphany and then became rich, selling courses. Now I'm the I'm the next cool guy. But this story is so authentic because I can feel it. And not because I kind of know you, but, like, I can... Even though, let's say, I didn't know you. Like, I know, like, it was the whole journey, like this last, not, not, not even two years, like this last, let's say, until now, it's been right. So I know that you're also a great fan of sales funnels and did yep. into uh, uh, drop shipping. I know yep. you really like because I'm I'm kind of struggling with that, trying to build the drop shipping business for my girlfriend as well. I know that you literally they like six figure.
1: $250,000 in less than six months.
0: Exactly. Like just with sales funnels. So what's the, what's the reason you did click funnels? Like you, no, not sales funnels beside like a website, like a Shopify. What's the main reason for that? So that was, uh,
1: for me. Okay. There's, that's, the big thing about me is, is that that's why, okay. I have to take a step back because there's, there's a backstory behind it. Um, the reason that I was unhappy with my marketing agency is because I wasn't growing anymore. It wasn't, wasn't the money. It wasn't any of that thing, but I'm a person that always needs to be leveling up because I'm, I'm going fucking places. And if I'm hitting a ceiling, I need to break through that fucking ceiling. And I, I don't care. It's not about the money for me. It never was. Um, it it kind of was, I won't lie. I was, I w- when I was young, I was money hungry because I wanted to help my mom, but that's a, that's a different story. But Um, And when I realized after getting that money, but the money doesn't fix your problems, not really like it's not it's not the answer. It's great. You travel all these things, but the internal fulfillment comes from breaking through those ceilings and leveling up. And and so that's I'm a hobby hustler, too. And so not only am I building my agency and building my personal brand, I'm always trying new things, just testing new ideas because I don't I don't want to be the guy it goes out there and gives advice to some video gamer and gives them shitty ass advice because I'd never done it. And I get so many people that come to me all the fucking time asking for questions. And so I love, dude, my ultimate life. If I, if I had the perfect life ever, like I would sit here all day and just buy every guru's course on the planet and I would have, I don't know, Apple, Intel, Nike, some, some, whatever, calling me and just asking for me for advice and just teaching, training all these people. They pay me a hundred thousand dollars on retainer. And then I get to teach everybody else on the planet for free. Like yeah. that, that's what I would, if I could do that, that's what I would like to do. I would just like to acquire all the cool shit in my head and then just teach it all to you guys for free and have Intel and Nike and I don't know, just call me for consulting. Yeah. That's that, and me be on stage and me teach for free on stage or me go back to my high school and teach for free. But what, what happened for me was, is that it was a new piece, but it was a, it was a piece of the puzzle that I had already been looking at a little bit beforehand. So the websites and stuff, my big spin, um, and which is really true, um, I create websites in a way that are different. Most people create a website for a business card, right? They create a business card website just so you can have it up on the internet. I knew how... I studied direct response for a long time, like email marketing and all that kind of stuff. So sales funnels are a form of direct response marketing. So I studied copywriting and I studied headlines and I studied email marketing, which is all another channel of direct response. And the big thing that I really went into for a long time was blog opt-in forms. Because when I got started in the online space, it was like 2012, 2013. Like I think Instagram was started in 2011. So like Instagram had just been around. Facebook was still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And I think I like, I think Facebook really caught on 2012, 2013. Like my first post on on Facebook was my space (laughs) better. Like, like, so I, I really started when blogging was the thing, like SEO and PPC and Google, all that shit. But BPC was starting to go away. And like I didn't have money for paid ads. I was too broke to even do that. So I was like, dude, I'm not going to try to study that stuff. I have no money. And so what I knew was is that I needed to figure out how to squeeze money out of the internet. So I started, started studying pop-ups and opt-in forms. And um, I actually went a lot dark hat for a long time. I started looking at spyware and um, adware. So that was a big thing at the time too where like you install free software and it install adware software on your computer. And I know how to do all that stuff where you can have run an ad on adware software that will pop up on, on people's computers. If they have that adware, if they searched certain things And there was software at the day, where if they typed in this Google, like search, where they typed in Grant Cardone, if they had the, the adware software on it, they would click on the Grant Cardone link. And before they went to Grant Cardone's website, it would pop up. I never actually ended up running the ads, sure. but it would pop up my website first. And so I could literally over advertise with, with adware software. And steal literally steal their traffic with the adware software that they chose to. If it wasn't anything illegal. Yeah. It was they chose to install that on their computer. I could advertise on that software. And I again, so I'd studied all of that that conversion strategies, and all a sales funnel started out to be was a blog opt-in form that popped up right because that's all it is. Is it? And they took it off the blog opt-in form like a full page pop because the the what was all of the rage was uh. It was a full page pop. So basically what would happen is someone would go to your blog post or whatever, and then the blog post would slide down and disappear. And then a squeeze page, would, who's calling it? a squeeze page, a squeeze page would pop up and take over the blog post. But the difference was, is, is they could, they could go click no and go to the blog post right after that. Right. That was the thing. And then Google really hit that and said, no more. We don't like pop-ups. We don't like any of this stuff. And so it kind of went away. Right. And so I I knew that and i had been studying it and I installed it on my sites. And then ClickFunnels really starts to grab hold. I looked at ClickFunnels before that, but ClickFunnels was having issues uh, with Google. Like Google would would not let them run paid ads to, to any ClickFunnels software. They like Google triggered ClickFunnels, any ClickFunnels URL, any ClickFunnels software for spam. Like it it was like it was spamware. Like they would notify people that this is this is a spam software. Because so ClickFunnels had a hard uphaul. And sales funnels had a hard uphaul and um, they fixed out their bugs a few years later. It took them about a year and a half to get their bugs and shit fixed. Um, Which any business has that. So it's not a bash. I love ClickFunnels. I love Russell Brunson and stuff. And then um, I don't know. I, 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 all of that kind of happened at the same time. And I was like, dude, the time's to kind of figure it out. And so I started looking at squeeze pages and opt-in forms and uh, just been studying. I went really hard. And I never really learned the process of upsells and downsells and cross-sells and all of that stuff. It was a completely different psychology. But I had one piece of the puzzle, the squeeze pitch. And I and then I was like, I got so excited and started nerding out on product launch funnels, on webinar funnels, on upsells and tripwires and all of these things inside of funnels. And I was like, this is amazing. And so I spent two years studying that stuff hard. It's hard. And then uh, testing it for myself because it, you know, it's about the same time as my personal brand, testing all that stuff, and then eventually I was like, dude, I need to launch a course, and I was like, I don't know how to do the whole sales funnel thing, but I'll launch a course on Click to test the waters, and um, the rest is history, man. I, I one day, um, I one day had somebody say, dude, you can't sell apparel on Click Funnels, like it doesn't work right, and then I had somebody else say that the political posts uh on facebook don't work like facebook hates conservative posts and so i'm like i want to find out and uh so i started i started selling donald trump stuff uh through facebook ads through a dropship funnel and that's where i did you know 250,000 in sales um through a dropship channel you know and, and because someone challenged me and said you can't do it basically like it's not possible and i was like i want to find out let's let's see let's yeah. see what happens and uh i started doing it for through free traffic and I did all, all the traditional stuff that I know growing an audience. I got to a Facebook page for free traffic, didn't spend a single dollar um, to probably three or 4,000 likes on the page uh, for, through free traffic. And I probably made two or $3,000 in sales already, uh, which was 60%, 50% in profit. So I made $1,500 in the course of about three months. Really? Then, uh, yeah. And then I got then I got the pixel optimized and I got all the pixel stuff on there and started feeding the pixel data and uh, tweaked the page. And I installed... Um, uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank now on the software. Uh, there's a software that you can install on the page that, that allows you to watch the traffic. So they go to your page. Hotjar. 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 So I hot Hotjar. And it would record the traffic so I could see where people were stopping and what they were reading and what they were clicking on on the page. So then I was editing the page and tweaking the funnel. And eventually one day, I just it was started working. I increased the average cart value. And I was like, dude, this, run ads. Started running ads to, to look at like audiences. And, uh, the rest is history. Started to scale it and testing ads and boom. While I was at Funnel Hacker Live too. So this is super cool. While I was at Funnel Hacker Live, learning about funnels, I'm making a thousand dollars a day on sales funnels. And everybody's like, holy shit, who is this guy making a thousand dollars a day right now? And everybody's running to me, sitting down with me talking. And it was, it was amazing. And, um, I think. And think what, what really happened though, dude, is I really fell in love with the culture. I really fell in love with the community of, of what Russell stands for, of, of how he donates his money and um, how nice he really is and caring. And it was, it was really a different, a different feeling that most online gurus don't give. Right. I mean, we've bought, we've all bought in courses and stuff from people that, that promise us the fucking rainbow, you know, and then, then don't deliver really
0: only (laughs) rings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that the problem is, is that most of those people, they, they're just not as genuine. They only want to give you a piece of the puzzle so they can sell you something else. And most of the, most of the time, their products aren't bad, right? They do have quality information, but they never put the pieces together all the way, right? They give you one piece and they leave you hanging. And uh, it's because it's, it's, it's not a it's not an unethical business model I don't think for them but the problem is is that it's it's they're targeting the wrong people a lot of times they want to scale the business and I think as a sales guy I I went through and sold products to people that at Comcast I was forced to and you know sell products to people basically that really didn't need or want the product and so I kind of got this this negative feeling in myself and and couldn't sleep at night sometimes because I was selling things and I didn't feel good about the things I was selling and so I when I started the marketing and stuff, like I adapted this this belief inside myself that I will not will not sell products to people that are not qualified to yeah. buy my products. you know if they're not qualified, then I don't need you or no I don't want you and the problem is that most gurus have is that they they don't they don't take that same belief they'll sell it to you no matter what they'll let you buy it um, regardless and I do a little bit, but if if it's not right for you then I I very much will tell you, dude, it's not right for you. You shouldn't buy this.
0: Huh? would be like the honest marketer. Right? Huh? Other, otherwise, you wouldn't be the honest marketer.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, and, you know, and there's times where I can't be perfect. There's going to be people that are going to make decisions and purchase my stuff. Um, but that's why I offer a 100% refund policy if, on for 30 days for every product that I sell. You know, if you're not satisfied, dude, I, I'll give you your money back. I have a, I have a belief, dude. If I can't, if I can't help you make money, then uh, I don't deserve yours, you know? And so if I didn't, if I didn't deliver you the value you were looking for, I'll give you the money back. I mean, you, as a sales guy, I'll make you ask for it. I'm not yeah. just going to offer you a refund. If you come to me with a problem and say, dude, I have a problem. Then I'll, I'll defend it and try to hold the sale. What was your problem? You know, do you want, and I won't offer them a refund right away, but if they ask for a refund, I'll give them a refund,
0: yeah. you know,
1: full so, transparency. Yeah.
0: I know you're, you're, I know you're a busy guy, I know <laughs> your time is valuable, so i got like last three questions for you.: Sure. quick three tips on free traffic that people can go out right now listening to this and then go and uh, apply right now to grow their facebook i g YouTube or personal brand right now. Okay,
1: first first off, um, know exactly who you're talking to, okay. So that's, that's, once you figure that out, who you're talking to, um, and I have a free a free little um, thing that I give away, like a, an ideal client worksheet um, that you guys can have. That's jefftrimble.com forward slash Joe Kaylee. Um, Joe, J-O-E-K-A-Y-L-E-E. Uh, it's my little brother and sister's name. <laughs> and so uh, you can get that for free, um, pick that up. But once you really, really understand um, who you're talking to, then what I would do next, uh, is go get on BuzzSumo um, and type in who you're talking to, like what what you're about. Like, so if you're an insurance agent or you're a real estate agent, let's say insurance. Let's just keep insurance. I would type every single line of business that you are into BuzzSumo. There's a questions section where you sign up for a free trial. Uh, it's a questions section. You click the questions section. Type in exactly what it is that um, your services are, and what will happen is is BuzzSumo scans the internet and searches for all the questions that people have asked that have that in there. Life insurance homeowner's insurance, whatever. Right. And it'll have all of those questions and you just start searching for questions. And then I would write down, and this is what I'm going to do. I'd write down, which I don't know where I put it at this point. I already did. Uh, I'd write down 120 different, there it is 120 different video ideas on a piece of paper. Okay. Um, mine's 60 sheets. So front and back. Right. And then I would spend three, four days getting in front of camera and just make 120 videos as fast as you can. Three to five minute videos, 10 minutes at max. And I would take all of those. Okay. And I would post them on Instagram, on Facebook, on you, not YouTube. I'd keep YouTube out, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If your ideal clients on LinkedIn, okay. In different orders. So you don't post the same video right away, right. In different orders. Uh, post video one on Instagram today, video two on YouTube or on on Facebook today uh, and on Instagram. Okay. Uh, video three and you shuffle. Okay. That's four months worth of content right here. You're gonna have a shit ton of free traffic because the questions, right? You have questions that are people are searching for. And if they're typing it into Google, you know other people are looking for it too. So a ton of value. Like, dude, that is you already know it's value. Go in and answer those questions. Create videos on those questions. Go create videos on those topics. 120 topics. Mass produce the content. Post them for four months. Okay. And then tip three, this is something that I taught in uh Nani's resource section. So if you are a part of her members area, you'll actually get to see me teach it. Uh it's I call it the agent agent domination system. I think is the end name that I gave it away. It's also going to be in my grow the list um, membership course, so you guys can pick it up there too. Um, but the, then the, then tip three of that. Okay, after you post all of those things, right? You've been posting that for a little while. Instagram's going to give you free traffic. Facebook pages are not. But what you're going to be doing is you're going to be post promoting your Facebook page through your Instagram and through your LinkedIn, right? So LinkedIn will give you free traffic. You can add a million people on LinkedIn, actually like 25,000, right? You can keep adding 25,000 people and all you're doing is marketing to those 25,000 people, adding friends and on LinkedIn, it's cool. Like that's what is expected. You're just going to add a shit ton of people. So it's not like you're spamming. It's totally net natural and normal on LinkedIn. Facebook, it's a problem. LinkedIn, it's not, okay? You go add a bunch of friends and then you drive traffic from LinkedIn to your Facebook page from Instagram to your Facebook page. And you have this circle of free traffic, right? It's just going to happen. LinkedIn's serving you attention, Instagram serving you attention through hashtags and all that stuff. Then you can boost the posts if you want to, which is not free, obviously, but and boost the posts on LinkedIn, on Instagram, the ones that are working, the ones that are getting you attention. This is step two though. This is the advanced stuff. I would find the videos that are working really, really good, right? You posted for three months, you posted for two months, And a couple of your videos went insane. They went really, really good. The subject was great. Like everybody loved it. Then I would sit down and I would make a 15 minute video, a longer version of it. That's more polished has an intro that is edited, that is tweaked. It's it's good. It's like the Ferrari version. And I would do that for all of the videos that you posted that were good, that that got a lot of traffic. And then I would post those to YouTube. Okay. And I post those to YouTube. I would also send them to rev.com to get them transcribed. And then I'd post them on your blog as well. Boom, 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 boom. So you hit, because there's two different types of traffic on the internet, two different types of content distribution. There's multiple types of traffic, but there's two different types of content distribution, right? There's interrupt distribution, like uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are. You post a video, it interrupts somebody that started following you, right? And then there's search, which is YouTube and Google, right? YouTube also has an interrupt feature, kind of like the recommended side. But most of the time, YouTube's mostly search. So you want to play to both on YouTube, but you want to play, you want to have both interrupts limited time content, right? You create a video on LinkedIn or Instagram right now today in a week. Nobody's ever going to watch it ever again. It's gone forever, right? It's gone. Exactly. Um, But when you post it on YouTube or in your blog post, then when people search for it, you're going to get traffic forever. And I don't like doing work over and over and over again. I like to do work once and then have it pay me forever. But, you're you're taking this traffic because this is faster and easier to grow to put it into the search traffic, which is long term. And you and you're using both, creating this kind of circle. And then if you can create that whole thing, I, I talk about it as kind of an engine in that, that system. And if you I go really deep into it, it's like four hours, or five hours maybe of video content in Grow the List uh, membership. Um and it's it's kind of like I call it a, an engine. It's like the engine to everything. So like what you learn from every single one of these other gurus that you purchased, what I call it is, is if you don't have this engine, this content creation engine here, none of these things really matter. All of these things are that are, that they're the gurus are selling you most of the time are upgrades They're upgrades to your engine to make your engine go faster to jet fuel into your engine to whatever they're literally just growth hacking strategies on top of it, you need a system, a machine, an engine in order for any of those things to ever even work in the first place, and that's why I think, like I said a minute ago, that that's what they're doing. They're selling them to people that don't have engines yet, they don't have processes yet. And so, I'm trying to bridge that gap while also giving people upgrades, but I'm, I'm very much trying to push the engine to people first. Um, once people have the engine, then they can do whatever upgrades work for them, you know.
0: Awesome. So, the last question is. And guys, if you didn't have a pen or like something to write, I strongly suggest you go back like five to ten minutes and write the three steps uh, to the three um, quick tip because, man, I got literally two full pages on just the three tips. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so the, the, the last question is if you had the chance to meet any marketer or like sales guru or whatever on the planet Earth other than Russell Bronson, or, uh, let's say, uh, Grant Cardone. Who would it be?
1: Um, I mean, I if I had the chance, dude, I'd like to sit down with Elon Musk. And I don't know that he canceled the marketer or salesperson, but dude, I I think Elon is a stud. Um, he's just such. He's a such. He's he's such a a deep thinker, and I I love that. I like to be around people that think deeper, because um, too many people. Micro, macro, right? Too many people think at the small little surface level. He thinks so deep and it's, I think it's, it's powerful because when you understand how the systems work, when you understand how the processes work, when you understand how the cogs move on a deep psychology level and a deep thinking level, then you can kind of predict how things are going to go in the future. You're above the curve. Um, but if he doesn't count and I have to pick an actual marketer that calls himself a marketer or a salesperson, to be Jordan Belfort next, Jordan Belfort did. He's a stud. Uh, he was the first guy that I ever learned sales from, um, way before Grant. Um, JB dude, I think I like Jordan Belfort's coaching better. I'm a, but I'm also a deep thinker too. Like I try to think deeper. Jordan Belfort teach more, teaches more of the psychology, the tonality, the psychology of selling. It's a straight line sales psychology. And I love that. You can teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime, or you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. And I think Grant Cardone teaches you, he tells you what to say. And he's like, say this in the close, say that in the close, say this, which is great. They're awesome. But I'm not a scripts kind of guy. I don't, I, I got a lot of value from that too, but that's only a piece. It's only a piece. You know, I'd rather, un- I'd rather understand how the whole thing moves and not say things, but I, I think this is going to work, you know, say things and know why it works because once you know why it works and you can reverse engineer it for yourself. Um, because I learned a long time ago, I don't sell very good off a of script. Yeah. I, I I'm a completely different person than most people and so if you try to force me to say things in a way I just
0: it's so hard for me I know that I know that for sure and we just wrapped this cool amazing podcast episode up I know you have like tons of courses and free stuff out there so where can people find you and like on every platform possible Easiest way, guys,
1: that's simple. Just go to jefftrimble.com, J-E-F-F-T-R-I-M-B-L-E.com. And then you scroll down a couple little bit on the homepage. All of my social links are on, on the homepage. Um, I've mentioned a couple of times my membership. At the time of watching this video, the membership's 37 bucks a month. Um, it's growthelist.com. Grow and what we do is we teach the, the three things I started this podcast with. How to get new attention, how to cl- uh, convert the attention, and then how to keep the attention coming back. Um, and we all, we pair it all up with a live coaching call every single month where I will get on a Skype or a zoom call with you guys, with anybody, everybody, the whole group that's in the community, of the group, and uh, I'm going to teach you a new subject, teach you a new thing. Um, and you're going to have Q and A with me of how do I do this for your business or how do I do it for my business? Um, because of the same thing that you had that probably you mentioned a minute ago, a lot of us go through that. We buy a lot of courses. We have all these things, but we have that disconnect of How does it fit into my business? And, uh, what I found out from running the marketing agency, the way I did, I had a very unique view inside of other people's businesses of how they're running it. And so I got a a deep thinking process of how to pull the things out of their business of what they're doing and how to use it properly online. Everybody's business is a little bit different insurance agents, real estate agents, network marketing agents, all of them in the middle there, they're all different. I don't care if you're in real estate, you're you're your coach. Uh, if you're a landscaper, you all have very similar stuff but you all have different facets and uh, I'm very good at helping all of you gen leads and close deals. I can teach you how to do all that stuff, but I need to teach you the strategies are a little bit different between the two, Um, between the two, between all of them. And uh, I want to help a lot of people. Um, And so I think the live calls really add an insane amount of value to anything because I mean, if all of all it did, the membership, all it did is it's helped you never have to cold call, talk so cold that you'd ever again, have to ever talk to anybody that didn't want to hear about your product or service again, and got people raising their hands saying, yes, talk to me about your products. Would it be worth $37 a month? If, if all it did was get you to ask me questions about your business, your marketing, whatever, you could just call me and you know, ask your question in a little chat. Would it be worth $37 a month?
0: thing down yes because I know most people are afraid of cold calling and talking just in general to sell the products that if you can just learn that skill to generate inbound leads for yourself man <laughs> it's poor gold.
1: so I, I yeah i started this podcast halfway through i said dude i get 400 people reaching out to me a year that's 400 leads jeff what is it that's going on every single year easily
0: you know so jeff Thank you for your time, man. I think we went over like an hour. Of I don't know. I think it's an hour of pure value and then like just fire. I know you would overdeliver. I know that. So thanks for your time, man. And man, I will definitely send some traffic to you. Just with two pages a ride, a road over the three main topics. And quick, <laughs> I will definitely send some your way with this podcast. And man, thank you once again. No problem. Guys, my sales funnels junkies, till the next episode. (laughs) Later, guys. Guys, thank you for listening to this another episode. If you liked it, if you love it, make sure you leave a five-star review. It will help me as well, but more people will get to hear these amazing stories and, and strategies and principles to grow your online business. And yes, see you guys on the next episode.